You are listening to the Fit Black Queens podcast. Okay, so my name is Dee Bolton. I'm your Fayfield mom. In the last four years, I have lost over 85 pounds, gained a fitness and exercise science degree, and now I motivate and inspire women to honor their temple. Um, what started me on my journey, honestly, is I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was uh, a coach's wife and mom to three little girls, and I just honestly didn't want to be the fat mom. So I um, decided to start working out, and it didn't really work for me. <laughs> um, and then I finally got a trainer, and through that journey, here I am today, um, it really inspired me to change my life. I went from like being a drive through junkie and just someone who just didn't really care about their health or really found it as a priority to someone who now every day lives intentionally to live a healthier lifestyle. So that's a little bit about me and how I started my journey. Let's go, please. <laughs> um, and I blog over at Flex of Lex. Um, it's a fitness and healthy lifestyle blog. Um, my fitness journey is kind of, it had some starts and stops. Um, I was, I've been active my whole life. I, my dad is very much into physical activity and, um, you know, I was an outdoor kid just running around, riding my bike everywhere, played a lot of team sports. I played division one volleyball in college. Um, and I came home from college and I had to enter the real world where you work and you have responsibilities, and you have bills to pay, um, and balancing those things became a real challenge for me, um, and so I really, I fell off my physical activity, and really had a lot of setbacks, and started my fitness journey. I started my blog as a way to keep myself accountable, and then I discovered that people like reading about that, so um, that sort of motivated me to just keep going, and keep improving and keep learning and that's that's where I am today now I'm a spin instructor and I coach kids and I'm active again thanks JQ um, I have been in fitness for over 23 years what started me in fitness uh, was the actual birth of my daughter uh, after her I was a diabetic and I wore a diabetic pump for seven years and I was just tired of not being able to do life on my terms and hang out with my daughter on all levels. Uh, so I started going to the gym. And um, at first, <laughs> so funny, when I started going, I was really just going for uh, academic points in college. And uh, kind of fell in love with it because it was a place where I could clear my mind. And then all of a sudden, I started getting fine. What? And um, I fell in love with the way I look and which in turn helped me fall in love with myself from the inside. Um, and since then, it's just been a journey for me to teach other women, teach other people and share the experience of loving yourself from the inside out, which in turn um, turns into also loving how you look and how you feel and the health quality of your life. Well, um, my name is Takima. I am owner of Takima Renee Fitness. I started my fitness journey um, after my daughter was born. Um, I, after, well, I was nursing until she was a year and a half. And as soon as I stopped nursing, I gained 15 pounds in two weeks. <laughs> 
no, it was actually two months, but it felt like two weeks. <laughs> it was like all of a sudden I was slim my entire life. Like, how did this happen? So um, my daughter's dad, he bought me a gym membership and a stroller, the jogging stroller. That was the beginning of my fitness career. Um, after that, I started teaching Zumba. And uh, after four years of teaching Zumba, I wanted to become a personal trainer, but I did not have the confidence as of yet. So um, I think that that's when I got my trainer. And with my trainer, it's like, I can do this myself. <laughs> so um, I got certified in NASOM, and now I'm a certified personal trainer. Hi, friends. My name is Adina, and my my story is uh, probably no far different than anyone else's. Um, I was coming in weighing uh, maybe about maybe maybe six seven six seven years ago, a little over three hundred pounds. Um, and my husband was like, you know, you got to do something. You, you really got to change your lifestyle. You really got to get active. My husband has always been very athletic and very fit, and one day the light bulb went off and I just started getting into this fitness thing. And he says, Oh my God, now you started, now you can't stop. I have now my own business, Dini the Yogini. Um, yoga is my jam. Um, I also run. I became very involved with um, Black Girls Run. Um, I'm actually the lead ambassador for the DC area. I am on the foundation board for Black Girls Run. I'm a Cheryl for Black Girls Do Bike. I am also an ambassador for several other uh, companies to include Trek. Um, I have made this a passion for me. Uh, it motivates me to stay consistent, accountable, and just to keep moving. Um, from what I'm told, I have inspired others to keep moving and to uh, figure out their own fitness journey. Um, I am a two-time award winner from Black Girls Run um, uh, for 2017 and just 2019 uh, for fitness community. So my thing is, is that movement is movement. If it's just one mile at a time, you just go. Um, when I show my before and after pictures, people can't even recognize me. Let me just say that. So I'm here to tell you it can be done no matter where you are and what level you are. Movement is movement. Wow. Adina, that's amazing. Like what is an ambassador though? is someone that represents the brand. So for Black Girls Run, I'm actually speaking on Thursday uh, at an event in Columbia, Maryland, just to talk about the community, the journey, the people getting involved, just to do something. It doesn't matter where you are in your journey, because guess what? We all started somewhere, right? Whether we started walking, whether we started skipping, hopping, or jumping, and really to keep people moving. I am kind of like the captain right now for this whole uh, 31 day challenge with Ragnar and really trying to keep the ladies engaged. Takima and Alexis are on there and they're doing their thing. And I think everybody's coming together for the good of the cause. And it's really for yourself. Right. And that's where we are. So don't, don't think I don't have my own personal struggles and my own personal demons and hangups. I have them all, but when it comes down to the real deal, I'm here for the community. So an ambassador for Noon, Honey Stinger, Skirt Sports. There's just so many different things I'm involved with, but the things that I'm passionate about, let me just say that. It's just not just an ambassador just to be an ambassador. There's things that I'm passionate about. 
Athena. Um, very awesome. So Lex and Takima are runners too. Yes. I heard Black Girl run for a moment. <laughs> I did everything for a moment until I found weights in the gym. Like I was just, I didn't, I wasn't fit beforehand. So I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So I thought I wanted to run because everybody was running. And I thought I wanted to do CrossFit because everybody's doing CrossFit. So I tried a little bit of everything, but I have to say the Black Girls Run community here in the Philadelphia area was amazing. They are the dopest. I went out there, not a runner, no business being out there on a three mile run. And one of the girls walked it with me the entire time and Mm -hmm. talked with me, encouraged me and motivated me. Um, I wasn't in the physical shape to be able to run it. Um, And it was just a really good experience, especially when you're new and you're just trying something that's out of your comfort zone in general, just to have like, they were completely uh, welcoming and supportive. So that's kind of interesting, Dee, that you said that because, you know, Philadelphia is actually touted as one of the, we have different groups that are like really, really out there. And Philadelphia is actually one of the, the largest group of women um, when it comes down to races, events. They are listed between Philly, Jacksonville, Florida, and Atlanta, Georgia. And D.C. comes in like really kind of low on the on, on the totem pole. But um Philly is huge. It, they have a huge showing for Black Girls Run. I just throw in something about the Black Girls Run community. When I first started running, I hated it. Um, I was <laughs> way out of shape. Um, being a volleyball player, running was always a punishment. Um, so already had a negative association with it. And so for me, running is so much more fun when you have a community and when it's a community that you can talk to about things beyond running, especially when you're first starting running, right? Like people are talking about their cadence and their, you know, all these different things. And you're like, I don't know what any of this means. Did you guys watch Scandal last week? <laughs> like that's the kind of community that I wanted to be a part of right. because it was a social thing and it was more than just running. And that's how I felt. That's how I feel the Black Girls Run community is, at least here locally in the D.C. Uh, area. Oh, I agree. And the whole mission uh, D is really to combat and tackle the growing epidemic that's associated with our culture, which is diabetes, cancer, hypertension, uh, obesity. All of those things are labeled with our race. And Black Girls Run is here to tell you we're trying to dispel some of that as much as we can. Uh, we want to serve as a fitness resource for the community to get people out, get them involved. Doesn't matter where you are. You have the Walk Before You Run program. You have so many different options. So really, there's no excuse with the clothes, the hair. There's no excuse. You can do it. Yeah, I um, have a familiar story with running. It's not necessarily through a group like Black Girls Run, but I was never a runner even when I started my fitness journey. However, running became a, a form of motivation and a goal for me Back in 1997, I was in a car accident. I was in a wheelchair for 18 months, and they told me that I would never even walk again. And um, the lady that was at the physical therapy in the nerve center that was helping me, she was a runner. And she would come in, and she would tell me about her stories of the feeling of the wind in her hair and how free she was. And 
just how great it felt to be able to run and, and use her body in that way. And um, that motivated me to get moving. And, and once I was able to start walking again, um, I did my very first run after that event. And ever since then, I, I'm not an avid runner, but running is something that I keep in my toolbox because it keeps me grounded. And it also is a way for me to keep the fire and the motivation going in my fitness, my fitness life. You know, I know that if I can still run, then I can do anything. Amen. And I just say, I, I wrote this blog post a few months back called uh, Why Do Runners Always Peer Pressure Each Other or something like that. Because I find that, you know, running is so motivational. And when you get a group of runners together, they're always talking each other into doing the next crazy thing, right? Like, oh, you finished a 5K. There's this 10K next weekend I think you should do. And it actually so true. We had a staff meeting, a staff uh, birthday celebration, and somebody was like, oh, you know, I used to run, and I, I'd like to get back into running. And I said, oh, you should do a 5K. And then someone else said, you should do this 10-miler in the spring. It, it'll be so easy for you. And I'm like, the woman just has, she just said she's not even running, you know, but it, which is how Takima and I ended up um, doing a triathlon together. <laughs> so. By the way, congratulations cool. on that. That's amazing. I think it's just Thank super you. cool how fitness, you know, those kind of things can be things that not only help motivate us individually, but also bring us together as groups of people who can motivate and support and push and inspire each other to go outside of our comfort zones, to be better humans, and to, to support one another. I think that is so great that fitness and healthy living is definitely a platform that can help do that. I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, Takima and Alexis, because I know them, are prime examples. They, I try to engage and invite them to things that I know not only going to benefit them on the professional side, but then also to introduce them to other resources and other people. And them doing that triathlon and this 31-day Ragnar challenge was huge. Quiet as it's kept, they personally inspired so many other women. Women don't say anything, but they inspired enough women to say, hey, if they can do it, I can do it. And it's just amazing that the level of fitness that they are showing every single day, they're out there pushing, grinding, and moving. And in this group, there's 76 women and probably one-third of them that are active in this group. And they are posting, motivating, encouraging, inspiring, and, and just feeding into one another, just pouring into one another. So... I think that's what it's all about. We, it doesn't matter where you are in your journey. I just think you just need to be able to support one another. Not that I'm better than you. I can run faster than you. Those days are over. At least for me, they are. I agree. I agree. I think fit culture, though, in general, is very motivating. Every, like what I tell my clients all the time is that everybody in the gym is seeking a goal. So you're all in there for a goal, whether it's faster, run faster, jump higher. So I feel like when you get a bunch of gold diggers together, it's just natural that you're going to encourage each other to do something better and bigger and harder, more challenging than you did before. 
whether it's running, whether it's a yoga pose, whether it's uh, a lift or anything like that. I feel like that's just kind of fit culture. And I feel like that's something um, when you do find those communities, that's why it appeals to people so much. Because as adults, we don't have that. We don't have people holding us accountable and pushing us further and challenging us to reach our goals. So I think that's a big, for me, at least personally, that's a big appeal to just the fit culture in general. So do you have a question? I just have a quick question for you. Do you find that there is, that we don't, we just don't support one another? Do you think that's a big issue with us as women of uh, brown girls, so to speak? For sure. So funny you say that's because um, when my friend heard that we were gathering together to do this, they were like, Dee, you've been looking for this for three years. I've literally been looking for a group of women who are challenging each other's supporting each other, encouraging each other, motivating each other. I've sought online communities. I've sought real life communities. And it's just something that's not innate in us. It's just not something that's natural. So when you do find women like you, Alexis, Takima, JQ, who's all like, yeah, no, I want to help the next sister out because we're stronger together. That's a rarity. And I feel like, um, but it's something that we all are seeking. Like we all want that girlfriend group. We all want that cheerleading squad. Um, but we're not willing to put ourselves out there and be vulnerable and to motivate the next woman beside you. So, yeah, I agree. I think that's a very valid point because, um, you know, I'm a Christian. I I have a great faith in, in, in God. And I know that that's how he built us to be, a community of unified people to help support each other and, and build foundations and support systems. However, I just don't understand how in the African-American community, in the brown girl community, it's so hard for us to be transparent because we know that you're suffering in some way and I'm suffering in some way and we all are suffering and having the same challenges. But how come we can't be transparent about it and all jump in the same boat to get to the same place? That's the question that I struggle with. I feel like we've always been taught the dog eat dog mentality. Like you have to either be bigger or better than the next person to stand out. Um, I definitely feel like this younger generation is getting it. Um, They're taught from a very early age that you work in teams and you get the job done much faster, much quicker. But I feel like just kind of our generation and older, we weren't taught that. We were taught the strongest survives you know, um, whoever is bigger and faster, whoever can outrun the bear doesn't get eaten. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's just kind of how we've been taught. So it's really hard to get out of that mentality when you, and also just to be strong black women. So if you're a strong black woman, you can't be vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? You can't show that you have a weakness. So I feel like all of those are really counterproductive to us growing and getting somewhere. We're just being stagnant. It's so true. It's like you have to be strong, but you can't be too strong because then you're angry and you can't be vulnerable. It's like there's so much coming from all directions and there's this burden and, you know, and that's what I like about being able to come together with people is it just sort of lightens the load for everyone, right? I love that you say that because when I do and when I am very serious or something, then I'm being the angry black girl. And I'm like, why? Why can't I just 
make my point and be firm in my beliefs without being angry. And not that I'm raising my voice, maybe my face might look different, but it, I just really feel like you're right. Like if we're trying to state our opinion and we're trying to hold our ground, then we're the angry black woman and it's unfairly, um, unfair, unfair label. I actually had in this past week, I had an experience where, um, where I had an experience and I was just explaining something that how it didn't, how it was not okay that the cashier did something. I was like, this is not okay. And as I'm explaining to them, I did not have an attitude. My voice was calm, but I saw everyone turn and look at me and I started to question myself as if I was the angry black woman. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, I wanted to just run out the store at that point. But then I was like, no, I said what I said. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, my feelings are valid at this point, you know? Um, but I always feel like I'm always the angry black woman, even with just a facial expression, if that makes any sense. Like I can't look at someone and like, why are you so angry? I just have resting angry face. Like <laughs> I'm not angry. Really? I don't see that with you. I see you always got this, like, uh, the Kool-Aid smile on your face, you know? (laughs) I I live in RBF land, and I'm a really nice person. That's how I hold my face. (laughs) Like, I can't control it. (laughs) I think this has been a very enlightening conversation with all of us. We all have something to bring to the table. Yeah. So, I have... she has RBF, right? I have, my daughter says it's more of a um, judgmental face, while Alexis has helpful face. <laughs> Alexis' face helps everyone. <laughs> I, sometimes I wish I just had that resting unhelpful face just a little bit because people come to me, they think I have information. They think I'm their priest. They're coming to make a confession to me. Uh, I had a woman that walked over to our table at brunch uh, last weekend and just started talking to me, direct eye contact, sat down at the table. The server started pouring her water. I'm like, I don't know this woman. I don't know why, why is she talking to me. And my friend who was with me was like, I thought you knew her. I was like, I don't know that woman. People just, they just find me. <laughs> that happens to me too. I have, I guess I'm assuming that I have one of those faces too, because I'm walking through Walmart and someone just walks up to me and is just telling me about her whole life story. And the funniest thing is my mom is like, do you know her? And I was like, have no idea who this person is <laughs> at all. And I am not one of those feedback ladies, especially when I don't know you, but I guess because I'm such a good listener, maybe I just have one of those faces where people feel like they could just tell me everything and I'm going to listen. But hmm. who knows? I'm a horrible listener. Maybe that's why I have the don't talk to me. <laughs> so know. you're unapproachable, D. When people look at you, oh, maybe I may not want to approach her because she might not be nice. At the gym especially because I'm a little person, but I, I got muscles or whatever. And I do like to pick up like heavy weights, but people like, they'll know me and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I thought you were the meanest person. You're so sweet. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but I don't, <laughs> I, I'm not like walking around with a mirror. So I have no idea, but yeah, my whole life I've gotten that. Like, why do you have an attitude? Why are you so upset? It's like, I'm just sitting here just being me, you know? So. Wow. 
I don't know if I want a helpful face, though. I think I'm going to keep what I got because I don't you need do to do not want this. I can't listen. I, I, I lose attention so quickly. So. Even if you're not listening, they still think you are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, tr- I promise you. <laughs> there are times where I'm like in my head. I don't know what is happening right now. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know why they're saying it. And they're like, right? Isn't that right? And I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. I'm just trying to to go to the bathroom. (laughs) So did anything else happen interesting this week to anybody? Just curious. I have um, an interesting week. Um, Lately, I've been struggling with some sickness and some different things that I've been dealing with. But the one interesting thing that I heard from my doctor was um, he said, you know, something that was very thought provoking. And I'm not sure if we all consider, we all think that, you know, we're doing healthy things, we're eating healthy, we're working out. And we feel like that we should not have anything physical or medical happen to us. And I experienced that completely. I was mad at the world because I work out, I eat right, I take my supplements. And I still get these illnesses or, and I still get sick. You know, I had a cold, I had bronchitis, all these things. But the one thing the doctor had to remind me of is living a healthy lifestyle doesn't mean that you're not going to get sick, but it does mean that your body has a, bi- a, a better chance of fighting back. And the recovery time is so much less than it is for someone who's working with an unhealthy palate. And this week, I truly experienced that after having bronchitis and being in the hospital for five days. The doctor was like, you know, people with this come in the hospital and they're usually here 12 days. So when he released me, his statement to me was, thank God you did have a healthy palate because your body was able to fight off and, and um, the, the, the illness before it got worse than what it was. And so... The interesting thing about that is we sometimes forget that we are not invincible and that even though we're living healthy and we're doing the best that we can to eat right and do the right things, it doesn't mean that life is not going to happen to us. Amen. I, I, I highly, Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. I get highly offended when I get sick because like I, like you said, I eat vegetables. Why am I getting sick? Like I, I, I do because you're right. We, we, are very intentional about how, how we move our body, what we put in our body. So I get really offended when my body turns on me and it, I'm sick, but you know, germs are germs and I will wash my hands constantly at the gym. I'm always doing that, but yeah, so I completely get it. But um, that just reminds me, I think there's like a meme or a quote of like, do you, would you rather deal with like the health effects of not being active or being active or something like that? Like which, which one? which pill would you rather take type of thing. So you're right. Like it's one of those things we take for advantage as advantage of as fit people. But when you are sick and like you said, you recover much faster, you're grateful for the time that you do honor your temple and you do take care of your body, even though it does sometimes do what it wants to do. I agree. I mean, I, I, um, my win for the week, let me see. I, I had a couple wins, but Lately, I've been dealing with some digestive issues. Over the holidays, I overindulged and in a lot of ways. And um, 
I thought I was going risking like low blood sugar, high blood sugar, had to get my blood work done to make sure I wasn't diabetic and gut check and all of that stuff. So as you know, when the gut gets disrupted, it takes weeks for it to mend itself. So I'm slowly on the mend with that. But again, just like, um, like you all both mentioned and JQ mentioned, you know, it just doesn't, you know, some things just happen, you know, I'm dealing with a couple other issues right now, but you know, just got to keep moving. That's the way I got to look at it. So that was my, my, it wasn't a win for the week, but that was my week. So my week, something interesting that happened to me was over the weekend. I'm a very vain person. I'm not going to lie. I'm a bodybuilder. I like looking good. That's why okay. I started this journey. That's my sin. So I like looking good. So anyways, um, I have a ton, not literally like ton as amount, but I have a lot of loose skin from my weight loss. Um, and I'm competing in about 16 weeks. So I was like, all right, I would love to look like the, my neighbor and have a nice flat smooth stomach. So I went to a cryo. Um, I went to cryo this weekend and it was, it was really funny. So I told the lady, oh, I love baby pounds. I want to like tighten up the skin or everything like that. So she's, like, right. so she's explaining everything to me. She's like, all right, let me, let me see your stomach. The look this woman had on her face, I felt so bad. I look at this every day. Like, I'm fine with it. <laughs> she was just, like, mortified. Like, oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Like, that that happened to me, I guess. And then she's like, yeah, there's nothing we can do for you, honey. <laughs> what? Like, so I'm only, like, 18% body fat. So the whole thing of cryo is to, like, remove fat and define skin and smooth wrinkles. This wrinkle, like, I need a tummy tuck. There, there's nothing that's going to smooth it, iron it, freeze it. There's nothing's going to be changed. There's no cream that I can do. It's only the knife. Like, that's pretty much what it is. But I kind of wanted her to be like, oh, no, we can give you 20 sessions, and you'll be good to go, and I won't have to go. I'm not going to get a tummy tuck, but if I did, I wouldn't have to. Um, but, yeah, she was like, no, there's no fat there. It's just skin. Like, it's just skin that's hanging on my body, so she couldn't help me. So I ended up doing this juve thing called, it's an infrared light treatment, which I'm not sure if it worked or not, but the whole idea is like the infrared is great for like, um, if you, vitamin D and increasing your mood and breaking up tissue and inflammation and detoxing everything. So you stand like naked in front of this red light for 10 minutes. It was the longest 10 minutes of my life. I don't know if it worked or not. I mean, I just stood in front of a light, so it's just not, I mean, it's supposed to be like infrared and forever like that, and I just, yeah, so that was my interesting thing this week. I juved and um, got told that I need to have a tummy tuck if I want to get rid of my loose skin, so. Um, Dee, I propose a trade. You can have a little bit of my um, helpful face if you take some of my body fat. <laughs> I think that seems pretty fair. <laughs> People approach me, you know, and we'll both win, you know. I will totally take that body fat after May 9th. I'll, I'll take all of that. Okay, I'm so sure I can hold on to it until then. All right. <laughs> what did I do this week? I feel like this week was a blur. I just, I did yeah. a lot. And there you were always a lot. do a lot. When don't you do a lot? Exactly. I don't know, but then it's like every weekend I get to the weekend and then I do even more on the weekend. And then I'm like, what did I do all week? When did I rest? I don't think I rested, <laughs> but I did swim a lot this week. Um, 
which was which has been interesting being a black woman in the pool you know it's funny because there are certain activities that I do and swimming is something I've always I've never enjoyed it um but swimming is one of those activities that I do where people are like black people don't do that you know like (laughs) I go hiking and people are like black people don't hike black people don't camp and it's like well I'm a black person and I'm doing it so obviously (laughs) at least one does right (laughs) so swimming it's always interesting but at the gym where I've been going and Takima and I've been going together a bunch too um you know it's pretty diverse but I have had experiences here locally where that hasn't been the case um so it's really refreshing it's like a little bit more comforting I went to a pool once here and I got into the hot tub after and everybody got out of the hot tub and I was like is there poop in the hot tub like (laughs) what is gonna happen and I realized and I said you're not gonna catch it you're not gonna catch it you're not gonna turn black all of a sudden okay but they all got out I was like all right well more room for me raise it (laughs) Um, but yeah, but it's this whole swimming thing has been really interesting for me. Um, and apparently I'm being a loud black woman right now. (laughs) I got a little too loud in the apartment. Um, (laughs) but yeah, it's been really interesting just like seeing the demographics of people that, that swim and it's surprising to me how many people swim because I, I always hated it. I didn't think it was a thing people do. But since I've mentioned, you know, the triathlon training, people are like, oh, I love swimming. I was on the swim team. Like, so, I don't know. Just, um, just my reflection. <laughs> well, my win for this week, um, I've been going to yoga a lot more, um, like with Alexis. And my win is I was doing horribly with the, what is it? Chaturanga. I mean, help me out. Chaturanga Dandasana. Chaturanga Dandasana. And exactly what she just said. (laughs) So I could not, like, stay into a low plank. (laughs) I could stay into a low plank. Like, my everything would just shake. Everything would just shake, but I got it this time. So Friday, I finally did it. Yeah, but I didn't want to go on my knees anymore. I said, I can do this. And I did it. And I was like, ooh, look at me. Ooh, child, watch yourself. (laughs) And I got so strong. (laughs) I've been getting so strong and I'm proud of myself. Like, I see the difference. I see the difference in, like, in everything. Yoga is amazing. That's, That's my win for the week. That's pretty awesome. Thank you. I'm really good at Shavasana. Like, I'm a pro. I actually nap really well. <laughs> I keep napping in our uh, yoga class two weeks ago. <laughs> Listen, I dozed off and I caught myself. She was snoring. It was bad. Her and this other person in class, you just heard them snoring. And I'm like, where is that coming from? <laughs> No, I always, I go through these phases. I'm like, I need yoga in my life. I'm going to do it. And then like, I fall out of it. And the yoga instructor I go to, I feel like it's intense. Like I'm hurt in so many weird places the next day. 
I need to find, I think, a more gentle yoga. <laughs> and that's why, because I like, between the weightlifting and then the weird place, like, and that's why I fall out, because I'm just sore. Like, I feel like I need to, exactly, I need to do restorative yoga instead of kick my butt yoga, and then maybe I'd enjoy it more. Well, it's all mental for me. The moment I call it yoga, I'm defeated. So I flipped it, and I just call it stretch and flex. I can make it through a whole class if it's called stretching and flexing. But as soon as you call it yoga and then you start using those terms, shamakama and yusambiza and whatever the terms are. <laughs> but if you just say bend over, put both of your hands and feet on the floor and stick your butt in the air and stretch really hard, JQ, then boom, I can do it all day long. But it's something mental. Yoga is just like one of those things that I know is like it really takes a lot of focus and patience with your body and your mind connection in order to really benefit from the practice of yoga. And I just haven't gotten there yet. So for now, I'm sticking with my stretch and flex. I do attend a few yoga classes, but it's mostly when somebody wants me to come or if I'm going to support someone. Have you guys ever had anything, like, what's the funniest thing you've had happen in a yoga class? Because I feel like there's so many opportunities for, like, wacky stuff in yoga. A guy passing gas in the middle of the shavasana. That happened on Friday. (laughs) And he had no bones about it. He just let it out. I feel like any poor looking guys are just like, you're just like, you know where you're at. Like, come on. (laughs) I have no shame. I, my, like my two male clients all the time. I'm like, dude, like, you know, like, you know, just take that somewhere else. But yeah, that was my yoga experience. Let me think. Oh, I fell. Like I I was trying to do um, crow. Yes. And rolled over yep. so many times. And the lady was like, and then I figured out you have to look ahead of you. Yes. Don't, Don't look down, head. look ahead. Right. Yes. But she could have told me that the first time. She should have demoed <laughs> it for you first before she had. <laughs> I like flipped out of it so many times. And then she's like, what if you look ahead of you instead? And I was like, oh, now I can do it. Look at <laughs> I've told Takima this story. We were in a yoga class. It was a pretty tight class. The The place where we go on Fridays, it's community yoga, and it can get pretty packed in there. And everybody is on their mat where they're on the long side of their mat. And we're getting ready to go into a forward fold. And the instructor said, everybody stagger. Because what happens if you don't stagger is obviously you become a lot more intimate with the person in front of you. So you're in like in the butt in the face. And I wish that's what happened. And they said, <laughs> fold. And this man's head entered my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so awful. It was so awful. Because, you know, you're in that forward fold. Your legs are spread. And this man just nosedived right in. And I was like, oh, he messed up my whole practice. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Well, one of my funniest yoga practice slash stretch and flex, I was in a downward facing dog, and I don't know, somehow I think my hands just slipped in front of me, and I busted my head so hard. I didn't even say 
out. It kind of just, you just heard this big smash. And then everybody <laughs> looked back and I was just like on my face and all I could say was, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. My, I think my hands just slipped. It was the first time I was learning how to do downward facing dog. And of course, you know, I was putting all my weight and all my, my, my holding myself in my hands at least until the instructor was trying to coach us through where to, um, you know, you, how to use our muscles. And my arms just slid straight in front of me and then busted my forehead like straight flat on my face into the mat. It made the loudest sound because we were on a gym floor, you know, an, at a pool. Yes, in, a, in the gym with the lights low and everything. It was such a great, you know, she was such a, oh my God. And I'm going to tell y'all who it was. See, y'all are going to be so shocked. Tasha. Tasha Turnbell? No, Tasha Hip Healthy from our little... Um, Tasha I, Edwards is her name. Yes, Tasha Edwards. And all of a sudden, you hear this big splat, boom. And uh, it was me, my head, straight face down on the floor, and it wasn't a downward dog anymore. Oh, my. So we all need to take a Dina's class. Hopefully, we won't get rear-ended or smacked into the head. <laughs> Nice way to say it. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. <laughs> uh, when do you do your classes, Adina? I am what you call is the traveling yogi. So I got just got a uh, somewhat of like a contract with a restaurant down in Bethesda. Uh, the manager knew me from when I was teaching at True Food, so I'm. There on Saturdays, I'm in Chevy Chase on Saturdays, and then on Wednesdays, I'm at Trek in Rockville, and then on... Yeah, let's say Maryland. So yeah, for people let's know. Say oh, Maryland, <laughs> yes, in Maryland. And um, on uh, Sundays and Thursdays, I'm in Germantown teaching, and then I have a contract with the Montgomery County Public Schools here in Maryland, so I have a very hectic schedule. That's very cool. My my nieces and nephews are in the Montgomery County. My my husband's actually from Silver Spring. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we we met. I went to school in the DC area, so that's where I met my husband, and we ended up in Jersey. But very good. So you guys can always follow me on my yoga page, Dini the Yogini, all together for the love of yoga. Um, I post a lot of events that I'm doing there. It's um, so still trying to build. It's a, it's a building process. And is that D-I-N-I, Yogini? No, it's D-E-A-N-I-E, the Yogini, Y-O-G-I-N-I, um, all together, typed together. And I'm there's a picture of me there. So, yeah, so just, and I'll be honest with you, the percentage of my clientele, 90% of them are Caucasian. So I have very little African-Americans that come out and support. Same here, same here, sis. So you know. So, Takima, what do you have going on this week, girlfriend? Well, this week is actually not as bad as other weeks. I just have training, like personal training for clients. Um, oh, I lied. On Wednesday, I have eight clients, which is never like that. Wow. Um, but overall, it's it's not as hectic as other weeks. So I'm just have personal training clients this week. What about you, Alexis? Me. What do I have this week? Um, I am, this week, it's, it's crazy as it sounds, it might be a lighter week for me. Um, I teach spin three times a week, uh, Tuesday evening, Thursday mornings. I still don't know how I wake up barely every week. 
um, and Saturday. Um, and then also on Saturday, I am teaching a HIT class with Takima for our DMV fitness fam. We have an event uh, this Saturday, also in Maryland. Um, and you can find us on uh, our DMV fitness fam page on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. Um, and then I also, I'm coaching this season. So uh, I have volleyball Wednesday night. I'm coaching high school girls and one seventh grader who is really good <laughs> and really tall um, and so shy. Uh, and uh, we play on Sundays. They play on Sundays and I play on Thursdays. So volleyball spin a lot of stuff this week. <laughs> wow. Okay. What about you, D and JQ? What you got going on, JQ? Uh, wow. Uh, this week, you mean just my fitness stuff? Okay. Um, well, I have a gym, so I'll be with clients. I start my days every day at 4 a.m., and I usually am at the gym for about 10, 12 hours a day, split shifts, one early, one mid, one late night. And in between there, um, I'm a physical um, trainer for aftercare therapy at TOC, which is the physical therapist. And then I also work at the Madison Wellness Center coaching um, through health and wellness programs, writing health and wellness programs for seniors. Awesome. Um, yeah. So Tell them which state you're in. Oh, He's I'm in Alabama, baby. I'm in Bama, baby. Bama. <laughs> I'm sorry for, for asking, folks. <laughs> <laughs> You got that Are you in a certain place in Alabama? I'm in Huntsville, Alabama, but I do train between uh, Nashville and Chattanooga and Huntsville. I have a small studio in Nashville that I train out of as well. So I'm kind of I train three sixty five. Do you know the trainer I train three sixty five in Nashville? Uh Jarrell no. Webb. Mm-mm, not familiar with him. Okay. But I'll check into it. Okay. All right. So I'm like, JQ, I don't own a gym, but I wish I did. (laughs) I'm at my gym Monday through Friday. Mondays, I'm there for 13 hours. Um, So I personal train. I teach classes at Athletic Republic Escape in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl, South Jersey um, in Burlington County. And um, when do I teach? Mondays at 9. Tuesdays, 6 and 9, Thursdays at 6, and that's it now. And, um, yeah, I, I private train, and I do small group training at Athletic Republic Escape. And then we are actually having a um, – and I get to go down and hang out with you girls on Friday. or everyone yes. that I'm super excited about that because I just like traveling and pretending like I'm going places. Um, and I think that's it. And then my kids, my kids are very active. So we have lots of basketball games, cheerleading. Oh, and who am I? I'm Faith Field Mom. <laughs> On Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, you can find me. It's Faith Fuel, like Car Fuel Mom. Um, I'm all those places. And then if you want my personal training schedule, I'm, it's D Bolton. And yeah, that is pretty much all that I'm doing this week that I can remember. It all, I just go day by day. It becomes a blur if I do anything more than that. My thing for the week is uh, to continue to work out, 
Um, um, I have a speaking engagement. I have a dinner party. And, of course, I get to meet with you lovely ladies on Friday. So that's going to be my thing for the week. So I just need to say that. And your speaking thing on Thursday, where and when and why? That's going to be at Rebel. Um, Rebel is just starting in Maryland, and it's going to be in Columbia, Maryland at the Meeting House. Um, they can be found on the internet, uh, www.rebel.com. Uh, they have uh, chapters all over, Richmond and so on and so forth, but it'll be in Columbia, Maryland. They're just starting. Fantastic. Oh, also, I forgot. I am starting my prep this week. I'm 16 weeks out from taking the stage. So I guess my word for the week would definitely be discipline. Um, just because for the last like month, I've been bulking. So there's a little bit of um, grace, I guess, like you can cheat a little bit more, but it's about to get real guys like restriction and diligence and all those things. So I think this week is going to be disciplined, so I'm kind of reining in some, like, little cheat habits that I've had over the last couple of weeks. Um, my worst for the week is listen. So listen to my body. I didn't do that um, two weeks ago, and but now I'm starting to listen to my body and to also listen to others, listen to my child, my daughter. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my goal is just to listen this week a little bit more. My word for the week is just elevate. Just keep moving. Just to elevate. My word for the week is no. <laughs> that was a complete no. sentence. We just asked for a word. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that is a word. And it's a complete sentence. Thank you, God. No. <laughs> my, word, my word for the week is chill just chill this week last week I was so wound up and I'm an extrovert and so I give a lot of myself to other people Mm -hmm. and this morning I woke up and I said I just want to be left alone for a couple hours like I don't want to talk to anybody I just want to sit here and mind my own business and just be by myself and watch the office which I've watched 5,000 times I just want to chill and I need to do that all week this week I just need to chill when I need it that's my word. I feel like I have those down weeks too. Like I'll be going, going, going strong. And then all of a sudden I, my body, I'm just like mentally just tapped out and I just need to just do nothing. So I get it. JQ, you're killing me. <laughs> Every time I look over. All right, guys. So um, that is our first episode of Fit Black. I think we're going to be amazing. All right, ladies, this has been a fantastic conversation. It's really hard to say goodbye. I want to thank everyone for listening. And if you want to continue the conversation, check out our podcast page and you can stay connected by checking out our social media there. Until next time, please.